Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the show. Your three favorites are back, or what I hear are becoming three of the favorite voices of the show, as Andy, Simon, and Kobe join me to talk all about the end of summer. We'll also dig into the impact of haircuts on performance, talk about the CrossFit Games, talk about what you can do now This was a good one from Andy, actually. What you can do now to start your, or to kick off your 2023 in the right way and not wait until January. Quite an interesting thought process. This is episode number 769 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Summer is over with Andy, Kobe, and Simon. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to Kobe's new haircut. Number one, we Woo-hoo. should really, let's uh, make sure we get this on the camera. So mate, talk us through what you actually asked for to get that. You're not going to believe it. I, I, actually, uh, I actually got it done as a mullet first. Oh. Uh, and then, sorry? Yeah, I just said shave the sides okay. and then we'll go from there. And that's what they did. And really? I was like, oh. And then I just got the rest <laughs> off. Are you, uh, are you saying anything about mullets? I love I love the mullets. I've had two, three mullets since being in the UAE. Really? Yeah. Oh. One was like a proper, like, thick one. Yeah. But uh, you had. Hang on a minute. You had thick, a thick one. Like a proper down to the shoulders, curls at the bottom because my hair is curly, so it was like flicking off at the end. Right. Yeah, I think it was around the time of when I first started playing rugby here as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was filthy. It's like how you announce your arrival. Andy's sat there very quietly. <laughs> He's just looking I, I'm, at I'm, Kobe. I'm, I'm trying to imagine this. <laughs> Absolutely horrific. What, the long one? Both? Whatever, whatever, whatever that was, yeah. I then went for the trendy, you know, the short kind of mullet where it's a bit more thin down. Bit, you didn't, you didn't, bit ratty. You didn't get like a, a rat tail at some point just when no one was looking. <laughs> Never. Or braids. I couldn't do that. No braids, no, no rat braids? tail. Okay. I think a rat tail's a bit dirty, isn't it? <laughs> you, the mullet's a new thing. But where did no, it, the, the where mullet, did it the start? It's a long thing. <laughs> it's a long thing. <laughs> but when did it start? I, I mean, I know from it from like Madeiras and CrossFit, but like I know it's big in rugby now again, isn't it? Yeah, mate. I don't think it's ever stopped. Okay, it just there's always been like one person, right? Yeah. Had it. Yeah, I know. I know when I was playing, it was it was it was pretty much mandatory. Okay, <laughs> like. And then actually the seasons and a tash as well. I don't think. Well, I can't really grow a tash now, and, and <laughs> you know I don't. I, I can't say that. I can't definitely either. couldn't grow one back then either. But no, because the seasons that I was, I, two seasons in Australia and one season back in the UK, and the sort of the word was or the bet was no one would cut their mullet between seasons between when we'd see each other between. Actually, only two of us ended up in this bet, and. <laughs> Yeah, the other guy actually hasn't cut his hair since. No. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Literally. Like, he's cut it, but it's still long. Okay. Mm. So he was a bit like you, Kobe. He was a bit thinning on top, so I think he's wanted to keep hold of it for as long as possible. That's what we have to do. <laughs> Abu Dhabi's not far. Quick little top. <laughs> you go all the way there for a haircut? No, no, no. Oh, top God. up. A top up. Top, top up. up. What's a top up, mate? Just... uh. Get a, add a bit more extra hair. <laughs> a little bit of fertilizer on That's top. That's it. Uh, all natural. All <laughs> natural. We, we spoke about, just uh, hit up old uh, Phil Toon, ask him what he was taking. 
<laughs> Who's Phil Tune? We spoke yeah. about him in the last episode. Uh, oh, this was the yeah. Yeah. Kobe, Kobe knows him. Same doctor. Oh. Same doctor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much talk of drugs at the game, Simon, before we come back to haircuts because we're not no, finished actually. there. No, 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 no it wasn't much. really... Um, it, nothing that I know was really mentioned. And uh, I think everyone was just excited with all the different sort of types of events that were going on. But like... Yeah. But then you got like the people's champ, like everyone just like as the weekend or the week was going, like everyone was just getting louder and louder for Roman. It was awesome. <coughs> really? Like, yeah, yeah. He just had like this big, huge smile, like a like a five-year-old kid every time he would compete and finish. We'll come back to the CrossFit Games. But yep. one, one last question, because you, you brought it up, Kobe. Like, do you think it's okay for men to have hair transplants? 100%. <laughs> Hundred percent. It's okay. Had a few friends already get one. Oh, really? A little bit older, but um, it's like it's like what Holly said. What like, you, Holly don't, said? you don't need one, you know. Like, why why would you waste that money? It's like Holly, you're not twenty five, single, Dubai, living a good life. I was like, it's completely do you think, different. Do you think your hair would make a difference to your conversion rate? <laughs> we'll find As out in, now. We'll find out now. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> I'll uh, tell you 10,000 dirhams later. <laughs> I think uh, that would be quite good. We could get a bucket at the front desk, sponsor Kobe's hair transplant. That's what happens, mate. Fundraisers. And That's stuff. it, right? It's not really a problem. Do a 24-hour workout. <laughs> Let's wind back then a few weeks ago. The last time we had a chat together, we were talking, yes, about drugs, but we we're also talking about the CrossFit Games, which mm-hmm. took place. The winner did have a mullet. Yeah. Male, I mean, female, it's not really a mullet, but she had long, long hair. hair. Yeah. Long hair. Yeah, he re- he's a repeat champ now. Repeat champ. Was that what you predicted, Simon? Um, I can't remember who I was trying to remember what, yeah. what we all put down. Um, so I I wasn't, on the guy side, I wasn't too sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew Madeiras would be high up there. Um, like, I know my main ones was like, I knew... I felt Roman was going to be on the podium because he was like right. this dark horse, but then we all kind of saw him here and he would just yep. annihilate everyone. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, just seeing him on, the, like being able to show what he could do. And he was just a, like a, just pure grunt work. Like he just wouldn't stop. And it was really cool to see. Um, and then from there, I was really surprised with, I, I think with just the nature of the sort of events, um, the people like Vellner and Fikowski who was, who did, um, well, over the last few years, they were yeah. starting to struggle quite a bit. But Boz had a really cool theme towards, at least from what I saw from the teams and the individuals. Um, the teams was like, it was the focus was teamwork, right? So like you had synchronized double unders, yeah, like that was amazing because they had to work together. There were certain things where they had to do together, and and you could see that just teams just like implode. Um, and <laughs> judge then Judy down at the end of the table. How would you judge? Uh, <laughs> Double unders synchronized. You just pretend to count. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's challenging, huh? Oh, I mean, we watched. There were there was loads of synchronized work going on, mm-hmm. and yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how anyone judges that. <laughs> uh, um, I, I really don't. If you think back to the open, it's hard enough for someone to count double unders for one person. Yeah. To now suddenly do it for. Four people. four people at a time. That's I suppose tough, all, uh, all you can go on is your peripheral vision that people are jumping up at the same time and you yeah. just count the reps yeah. for one person. Well, I mean, a lot of it, you just, you know, you can hear the rope and then if you're just watching feet, if there's anyone out, 
done. Um, but then uh, for the individuals, it was actually very interesting because like the whole idea was no pacing. It, so he, he would create events um, where being the pacer, you would not win or you wouldn't make it to the next stage. And like right. the, 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 la- the final event, Jackie Pro was yeah. a, a true testament to that. I was like, look, you need to do the row in this time or better, or you can't advance to the next section. Right, so they're pushing people to push yeah, and to not to line. sandbag. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, um, Echo Press was a really interesting one. So that was the, the new handstand push-up standard, right. uh, as well <laughs> as the, um, the Echo Bikes. And that was really cool to play out because they the, the time frames were... I don't know if you, you all noticed, it was a lot tighter, like, and, you know, they had to really go for it. And then, so the, that last um, 30 calories or uh, um, 20 calories or 25 calories for the females is like, they just went ham. They, right. they went for it. And like, there was a Tim Paulson, like we were just at the back staring at a TV because um, I was judging the females. And I think he did 30 calories in under 20 seconds. And he, ju- you could just see him like he was just going easier to get savage. calories on the echo bike than nope, no chance. <laughs> no. And you die in silence because it doesn't make as much sound as an assault bike. Yeah, um, but I mean, like Rogue got a really cool slogan. It's like when they build things, they overbuild it. It's like it's overly built. You can't break it, and it's and it's it's her. It's Let's horrendous. ask them to send us a few. <laughs> do it. Let's do <laughs> we'll it. Figure out how to break them. <laughs> um, there was a oh the, the the other event was the the kind of the take on Elizabeth. So you had the squat cleans <laughs> and that kind of parallel uh, dips. Yeah. And it was like 21. That was interesting. Yeah. It's 21, 15, 999. And he goes, look, the 135 and 95 pounds is light. Yeah. So if they want to finish this workout where a good chunk of people didn't, like you have to touch and go, you have to do these fast. And then like there was that penalty with the, with the dips. If you did any of them, Unbroken because it was all they're all broken into threes. So the 21s were in sevens, the 15s were in, in fives, the yeah. nines were always in threes. So, for example, you're in the last round and you only do two and then you fail, you have to go all the way back, do one length, and then do that final dip before you turn around and come yeah. back. So, they had these very interesting things where you had to do things unbroken or you yeah. had to do things faster than you'd like to, yeah. Um, and versus looking at the people next to you and, um, kind of just try pacing. I was like, if I just outpace this guy, I'll be okay. Yeah. But now with, with the heats and you have people going faster in the earlier heats, like it just had, it just forced people to push, which is cool. Kobe, what do you reckon about that, mate? As someone obviously quite interested in it, had some mates there and stuff, like people are being forced to race in a different way than before. They're almost racing the event, whereas before all you had to do is beat your competitors, but now you're having to beat the event and in doing so, hopefully beat your competitors. Well, I think as well, like you just said, you're having to beat that certain part of the event first. So like when we used to see Matt Fraser or Rich or them, they would just be looking side to side, being very yeah. aware of what everyone else is doing. Whereas now it's, was it 315 to finish the one case? That's 137 if my math is correct? Yeah, 137. One and a half. Yeah. Anyway. Sure. Um, so they're going like, that's like proper gas. Yeah. And then they've got 50 thrusters at 95. Yeah. And they had to, like, I think the saving grace was they got to break every 10. <laughs> like I saw, I watched, um, I, I missed the last heat, but I watched Jay Crouch's heat. Yep. And he was one of the first off the rowers. He did really well. But obviously they're going to go to the three, three minute 15 mark. No point going yeah. off earlier. They'll, they'll go be between, gassed. yeah, it was like 310 to 315. Um, everyone, most people are like, 
312, 314, just and, to give him a buffer. And I saw, I can't remember his name, the, the, the Frenchie, the French guy, the big, big one from uh, Strength and Depth. Willie George? Oh, Willie George. No, no, the other one. Yeah, oh. the other French guy, Gilliam, Gilliam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that probably, heat. Probably Guillaume. <laughs> um, but they all, when they all got off the road, the road, the first thing they did is they just all looked at each other. Yeah. And it's like, who's going to go first? Yeah. And then that's where it got interesting. And then the bar muscle ups was just. It was interesting watching the females in that. Uh, and it's where you could just see them towards the end. And you saw that with the smaller athletes who were just hating life on the row at that point. You just looked <laughs> at their faces. They were like, this is terrible. Uh, and then just, you know, they were trying to recover to pick up that bar. And they were just like, no. And a few girls didn't make it. Andy. You're very quiet down there. What's the story? What's your take on the games this year? Look, I, I think we'll probably delve into this a little bit later, but there were a few things that went, went awry in some of the events. But I think overall, when you look at the whole weekend, did, did CrossFit find the fittest male and female? 100% they did. Yeah. You know, they got, I can't, I can't remember if it was 13 or 15 different workouts to be challenged. There was no room to hide. A, a good example, actually, and we got to see Simon on it at, at the back, was the, the capital. Mm. No time cap on that event. Yeah, you had that. to finish the event. And the whole reason behind that was is that it led into what was going to happen in the next event. Yeah. So everything had a knock-on effect so it was you couldn't just take it one event you couldn't just take it as okay i'm going to sad bang this event and mm. and be all right on the next one you had to mm-hmm. make an effort on every single one and i think we spoke about it in uh before simon went out is what did we want to see we wanted yeah. to see competitive we wanted to see some competition yeah. yeah we wanted to see people racing and like for a large chunk of that we had it yeah. I mean, it was other than other than Tia destroying people on the last two days. <laughs> yeah, it was but, fairly competitive. But that was a really interesting thing because I think everyone expected her to dominate from the start, and I, and I was thinking like with the the new kind of. I think there was a documentary, the next gen. So all the new athletes coming coming through. I think this is the highest number of rookies they've ever had show up to the games, and it was, mm. and then just the people that would actually challenge her. So the I think for the first two days, everyone was like, well, well what's happening? I yeah. think the same thing with Madero's. It was like, it was the, the, like the leaderboard completely flipped and then it just, they just pumped a gear. But like Madero's never won an event this year. Yeah. But still won. The cream always rises. 100%. Well, they, they always talk about Saturday being moving day. And, and yeah, I, yeah. like you, you saw that with, with, the, with A, with the rookies, yeah. but with the really well-conditioned athletes. Is it, it got to... Saturday, and they weren't dropping out of the top 10. No. Yeah. Yeah. They all stayed yeah. consistent. And that, yeah. that's what, what the difference was, is that you look at this, like you said, there's some guys who won events in yeah. the men's, but they didn't place in the top 20. But yeah, and that's um, something I was kind of looking into a lot, is the, the ones <laughs> who win, they, they're, all, they're not specialists in that area, but they excel in those areas, so that you're kind of, they're overbalanced in those categories. Whereas yeah. the the people that do really well, if you actually look at the overall placings, there was never really a time they were bad. So they were just more balanced athletes. Yeah, which is, I mean, I think it, it goes back to your point, Andy. Did we see a good show? And are the, is the male and female winners, are they probably the fittest people in the world according to CrossFit standards right now? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. So is, was it a fair test? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Let's talk about a little bit of inspiration, motivation. Andy, you're obviously 
inspired by me. I mean, training for CrossFit <laughs> next year. <laughs> um, <laughs> inspired by what you yes saw, yes. mate? Like, does it... Yeah, you know, I mean... You, you're I mean, committing a lot of time, energy, effort, all of these things. Are you inspired by what you saw out there? Yeah. Oh, I oh, I think, he's having I, second thoughts, this guy. I think when you, <laughs> when you look back at some of the events, you look at, not CrossFit as a whole, but just like certain individuals... Mm. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of Roman, for example. So glad that he managed to get to the games. Yeah, you're so um, much fun to judge, by the way. And and you look at a bloke like that who's waited four years for this. Yeah. And all he did was soak up. Yeah. Yeah. Soak up the atmosphere. He was the nicest guy out yeah. there, and and literally like stuff like that is, you know, yeah, it, it is inspiring. You watch, yep. um, you watch guys who, you know, there's guys who I used to know who were really good athletes in their gym mm-hmm. who are now at the games either in teams or at individuals and it's inspiring to watch their hard work 100% their hard work pay off yeah um, and then you watch things like you know some of the cool events where they are sprint finishes where they are you know guys putting down the hammer and just going <laughs> like that's what we do in the gym here we just yeah. do it at a different level a yep. lot faster well Kobe you do anyway mate you inspired yeah. I, I don't think I've seen you work out since the games. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was down there today. I thought that was your warm-up. What was that? Whatever you were doing down there. Oh, was it? Was it nice? Oh, he didn't join you? No. Oh. Did, uh, where did Khan's team come? Fourth. Fourth? Oh, so that's not very inspiring. But is, that, is, is that considered a win or a loss? Or? I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean they were they're going in to try challenge um, the Mayhem team. Yeah. Um, I did like that though. Yeah, I, well, not just them, but there was Oslo and yeah. Victus. So Oslo have been there for the last couple of years, and they've, they've, give, they've, they've given them a run for their money. They've been there. They've been as a team six years. Yeah, working together. Yeah, and there was two Oslo teams there, right? I don't know. I think Oslo Blue was the the one that yeah. came, came second. That was good. Yeah, but that's uh, Rich Froning done. 10, it, ten uh, years a champion. Frozzy Bear, yeah? 10 years. Four individuals. Four individuals. At least is that. Sorry? I said at least is that. <laughs> at least is that. But Kobe, you're watching it. Did it inspire you to step your training up a little bit, mate? Uh, bits and pieces. Gee, I think you're a tough one, eh? Uh, <laughs> not as bad. <laughs> mate, I, what were you doing the day after the freaking double under crossover thing? That's the hardest I've seen you work out in a year. Uh, well, but that's because Wendy wanted something for social media. At the double under, mate. She's like, oh, go do it again. I'll get a video. I was like, 100, like 120 BPM. And I was like, Wendy, I'm, I'm cooked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, only, it only took about, what, 20 minutes? 30, 40, 90 minutes again. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on from the games, but stay with the games. Andy, next week we are having in-house games week, should we call it, where workouts have been adapted to the class program. Give us a little bit of an overview of that, mate. So um, we're going to take seven workouts, adapt them to sort of our facilities, our community, and have over the Monday through to Sunday uh, variations of the game's workouts. Awesome. Um, we will sort of over the weekend have more team events because that's what we do on, on the weekends anyway. Um, but Monday, Monday through to Friday will be a little bit more of the individualistic. Simon, are you going to do the event or are you going to stick to judging? I'll do both. <laughs> I'll do both. <laughs> Is there a competitive side to judging? 
Uh, is it like from a nerve standpoint and an adrenaline standpoint? Well, I would say, okay, so it's awesome to be there and being on the floor. It's nerve wracking because you're just hoping you make the right decision. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, we're, all, we're all there to, and most, most athletes, um, you know, they're, they're very fair and they understand when we know rep them. But like, there's times when, you know, if it's close, we're, yep. we're just, we're gonna have to, we have to call it. It's just make it clear and yeah. you, we, have, we won't have a problem. And you normally see that from the top. There's like, there's no issues. And if you know rep them, you go, okay. So uh, Raptus was a great athlete. I think on, she did every handstand pushup unbroken, but she always did, I think on two of the rounds, she did 15. Because right. five, five of them didn't count. And she was like, no rep. And it just, she would just keep going. Um, and this, she was just, it's a fair call until the, the judge said good. She would just keep going. Right. And, that, and that's like, you know, that's, I think it's sportsmanship where like, we're not there to um, halt their progress or be a dick about things. Just, just do it right. And yeah, um, to make it a fair competition, right? Yeah. So I, so, so I think with us, at least the ones who are doing the individuals, we're, we're all staff members for CrossFit. So it's, it's more about just being on the, the front lines together. That, mm. That's what it's about for us. Mm. Um, and just helping, um, like make good calls so it, it keeps it as a fair playing field. Yep. Um, but for what I would say from the team, the team and um, judges, because they're all volunteers. Yeah. Tough. And they, they're like veterans. Like I yeah. think there's some, some, uh, he, he made it onto on the Instagram stories and um, he literally is like, he's full knee padded, ready to go. <laughs> um, like he's like, you know, as, as Kobe would say, like, like a, a judge frother like he just loves it like he's volunteer i think he's eight years really? and he just he just loves his it. ticket goes just yeah really. and he loves it but i would say the most competitive sides the the rogue event team yeah like it's the same people every year and they just moving rogue gear from one place to the other and like they really love it. it and it's a it's, it's a badge of honor for them and it's really cool <laughs> I, I do have to ask how hard was it judging toes to bar and chest to bar with athletes having a bicycle helmet on <laughs> fine uh, you want to you know you want to know a trick? So I actually put one, one. I actually hold the bar, yeah, the yeah. upright, and right. then you just hear it, you hear the vibration when they hit it. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps it easy. I mean, the chest of the bar is at least like you hear a thump. Um, but the, I didn't really make a difference with the bike helmet. It looked odd, but it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it did look a bit odd, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. That was part of the event. Exactly. I thought there was a lot of kerfuffle about it. I, th I thought it was absolutely fine. Yeah, it's. it's Kobe, you haven't started working out in class with a helmet, bike helmet on now? <laughs> Don't need to. Don't need, Don't need to. to, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. Well, well, you do with that shorter hair now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you were telling me the other day I should cut it. Mate, I, wa I walked past and I thought we had a new coach. <laughs> so, it's the end of summer. We've seen lots of people back. Schools are back. Teachers are back. Kobe, what's the biggest learning for you over summer of people that have traveled have you seen people work out have you seen people come back in you can call them out in good shape bad shape or have you just not noticed anything i think he's only i'm gonna call him out straight out of the bat okay scott brown, scott brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay Boom. to put it nicely he's coming a little bit um pudgy that's Mate, such that a good harsh. phrase like um, word pudgy yeah, and we were chatting about it the other day. He's still got that shoulder issue. So, you know, he's trying to go. He's got a fresh new lid, though. Fresh new lid, pink shorts, pink. great tan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good tan. I, I see he's got a new car as well. 
New car, new rig, yeah. Yeah, but he got he got the new car the day he dislocated his shoulder. He didn't yeah. get to oh, drive. Did he? <laughs> 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 really? So you, he's on your sort of hit list for Pudge. He came in a carnage. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he was in with carnage. Me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's nearly done more workouts than you already. Oh, oh, wow. hey, this guy. Wow. <laughs> nah, no, he hasn't. I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been flying under so, the radar a bit. As soon as you're a nice guy, mate, and I don't know, you like to throw shit on him, but you also like to help him. What's your advice for 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 Scotty? He's put on a. I don't know if he has, and this is harsh if he hasn't. But <laughs> let's just take an example. He's he's maybe just picked up a couple of kilos over summer. But he's back in the mix. He's he's ready to go. He's got his pink shorts and his suntan. What's your what would be your advice, your application, bearing that he didn't have his crook shoulder, obviously. If he didn't have his crook shoulder, yeah, he's good to go. What would you say, like like double double classes every day? No, no, no. He eight hundred calories, or <laughs> he just needs to be consistent coming back into the gym. Obviously, yeah. his shoulder's good. Yeah, get back in the environment, but also as well, he needs to watch the food he's taking. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a big one. He was in Croatia and Greece for a decent stint, and that didn't do him any favors. So, right. he uh, I don't think that was food, though. No, no. <laughs> but you know, he wants to be around that two, two and a half, two hundred, two thousand five hundred cal mark. Yep. While training, but then also just getting his knee up. Yeah. And it doesn't take long. Yeah. Week, Couple of weeks. Two weeks. He's back into it. Andy, have you seen anything you like or dislike of uh, summer transformations? Give us something positive. Kobe's just been mean to people. Yeah, I, I suppose what I've seen working with some of the guys that some of the clients I've had for this is now my second summer with is that yeah. they've actually gone away and whereas last summer did very little training, mm-hmm. they've actually gone away and done stuff. Right. A little bit like what Kobe said about sort of um, not necessarily always working out, but they're more active. They're making sure that they're going for walks, they're getting some steps in there, a bit more mindful of what they are eating yeah um and, and that's been really cool to watch some of the guys i haven't even had to push i get a message that they've been working out which is really great um and it will make like now that we're back training at the gym it makes yeah. their transition into the gym a lot easier a lot easier yeah how do we manage mate when if people do come back no matter if they've done really well over summer your example or kobe's friend <laughs> scott that's he's saying has not done so well I think it's quite harsh and I don't think we should speak about clients like that Kobe but still how do we manage that people are just super keen mate and get them to sort of set goals for the next three or four months to take them into the end of the year or to not if people have been a bit unactive over summer they're not feeling real great and they just want to get into it a lot of people be like oh I'm going to do like seven sessions every week so how do we manage those expectations and what's the advice for those people um I suppose the first thing is with your training, you never want to be in a position where in your head you're having to play catch up. Mm. Right. Because all that's going to happen is you're going to burn out, lead to overtraining. Yeah. It's setting super simple um, sort of goals through the week where they're not at three to five training sessions because they've also got to remember they've been away, they haven't been at work, they're now going to come back, they want to train, they want to yep. go to work, the kids have to go to school. There's going to be more plates that, they're going to be spinning. Yeah, right. So rather than set themselves up for failure by setting unachievable goals, yeah. is set, like the way I would do it is my bare minimum, yep. what I would expect of myself, and then if I've had a really good week, this I'm going to do, do a little bit extra. Yeah, nice. nice. But, yeah. but we're, not, we're not going to get fitter by necessarily 
doing more work. Loads more, yeah. If you came in and trained every single day and only worked at 50, 60% because you're trying to, you're <laughs> adding volume versus coming in and doing three Is to five sessions. Is that something you've seen before? Yeah, we tend yeah. to, you, yeah. see, you see people who come in every single day. Yeah, yeah. Because they want to get fitter and more, you know, if you... If more, you, more is just more. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> we, we, you know, within like within CrossFit, we talk about the, the magic areas, intensity. Yes. And, and intent. You, yeah. you, you can't do that if you're training seven days a week. Yeah. So we still need to maintain a certain amount of relaxation to increase performance. It's going to be balanced. Always. Yeah. So what would, because this is one of the things that I think a lot of people are, are suffering a little bit. They want to come in on the weekend because Saturday workouts are all good fun. Sunday, we see a few less people, but still people like that format. Simon, if we were to put something together for someone, like, are you, are you a big fan that people just relax during the week? Maybe a Tuesday or Wednesday rest? Wednesday, probably. Wednesday. Go old school CrossFit, three on, one off, two on, one off. Boom, yeah. And I think, like, for me, it's whatever they're willing to do and whatever allows them to do it more long term. If, if it's two days on, one day off, two days on, one day off, or, yeah. and then two days off, oh, cool, great. And it's... Um, like the way I, I've always tried to think about it is like, hey, they want to come in five times a week. It's like, okay, cool. Let's do the bare minimum. Like, can you commit to two or three? Right. And then they go, yeah, okay, that should be fine. I'm like, cool, let's start with that. Yeah. And then like uh, Andy said, if you feel great, cool, add in a bonus workout. Yeah. But try to listen to your body in a sense of like, you know, if you're struggling to get out of bed, maybe you've gone a bit too far. Um, and what about, mate, you obviously teach weightlifting class, also yep. a strongman class on Wednesday night, weightlifting on a Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. What's your advice? Should people be doing the mainline class before that, then it's straight into weightlifting, or would we do both at 50%? Thoughts there? Um, I would, for me, what I would say is that I want you to kind of come play full out. So if you're gonna to come to the weightlifting side of things, is the idea is we're doing a complex lift and it's gonna be on the heavier side. So. If we have to think of percentage work, it's always going to be around that 75, 80 and up. Yeah. Um, so I want you to be being able to come in and commit to that class yep. versus if they've done the class before and they're fucked and then they're having to come into the rest of it. It's like they're just going to be, yeah, it's going to be technique work and that might be beneficial in where they are right now. Mm. But I, I would say, look, if you're going to come to those classes, come and fully commit to it. Yep. So for example, if you got, you came on a Monday, do the Monday, Tuesday class. Uh, oh, sorry, Monday as a regular mainline class. Tuesday is weightlifting. Uh, and then you can go to mainline afterwards yeah. uh, or switch it up from a weightlifting to a pure strength class. Yeah. Or over those three days, you have three very different classes. Yeah. So if you wanted a bit of variety, yeah. like, hey, on Wednesday, we're going to pick up weird, <laughs> awkward objects. You know, the sandbag um, clean became a thing at the games. So I think everyone's excited about that. Tuesday, we're going to play with the barbell. And then Monday, you got an awesome mainline class, which is always a bit a uh, great way to start the week. So yeah. I think it's a nice little balance. And I reckon by doing those three, yeah. um, if they decided to have the day off on Thursday and come to a Friday, Saturday or a, a Friday, Sunday class, uh, I think it'd be fine because yeah. they won't be too beaten up because uh, of just going full throttle in every single class. And what, and what about guys who, like, I suppose to Marcus's point where you've got someone who wants to come in in the morning. Yeah does the mainline class in the morning and then wants to come in your class yeah. in the evening. I've, I've had a few, a few of the, the crew that come and do that and, if it, and it works for them. But what I've noticed, they're, I would say they've got a higher training age. Um, someone who's quite new, I think sometimes they'll come to the class and think, okay, I need to do the double up or I'll just come back in the evening after work and I can see them. Like they've had a hard day 
And like if we're as we're kind of coaching people through it, it's just like I I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So I think by just being able to just fully commit and like we just said a second ago, more is more doesn't mean more is better. Yeah. And I think if you can do things correctly and you found a some form of consistency, uh, I, I think I saw on an Instagram post, uh, what's oversold is motivation. What's undervalued is consistency. And I think if you can stick to that, if it's going to be three sessions a week or five sessions a week with a split somewhere in the middle, yeah, I think you get the most bang out of your buck. Kobe, we've still seen that program that you run, Bootcamp, has mm. been busy over summer. And if people are looking for a way to get back in, mate, your boot camps, like two boot camps a week, then into something like a coach's carnage, Saturday or Sunday workout, that seems to be working quite well for a lot of, a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the early morning goers, um, they team seem to really, really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and it's very similar to the boot camps, pretty much very similar to the carnage. Yeah. 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 Except I just don't jump in. Um, okay. <laughs> but um, but no. Answer some questions we were asking earlier, but carry on, mate. Um, Kobe camp. <laughs> but, um, but no, yeah, I think it's... Why don't you jump in, mate? Are the workout's tough. It, it'd be called uh, Coach's Carnage Jam, right? It'd be called Kobe camp. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, yeah, it's been good. We've, there's been a few new people coming through, through over s- summer. Yeah. Um, and it's a really good uh, entry as well for that CrossFit side or that, yeah. that mainline side yeah. as well because there's a handful of people who don't know how to hinge. Yeah. So yeah. kind of slow it down and there might be... Or they've never used a barbell before. Yeah. yeah. Ever. So <laughs> instead of getting them straight into there, it was like, yeah. okay, you've got dumbbell snatches, take mm-hmm. it from the hang, you've got yeah. 50 reps or whatever. Just do 10 one side, 10 the other side, keep your back like that. Stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah. yeah. I do, do have to ask, I've heard you've got a little group started, uh, oh. Kobe, Kobe's Angels. Don't know where you heard that. Is that true? <laughs> oh. Haircuts and groups. Yeah. Oh, Kobe's Angels. I think you just... I must have heard it from the wrong place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if any, if anyone does know the story behind Kobe's Angels, just let us know, please. Or speak to his manage, manage, management team. You got, you got yeah. an agent? Yeah. Management, agent. No, no agent. No, no agent. agent. Okay. Maybe you get Andy as your agent. Yeah, would you yeah, want I that? Be agent. <laughs> would you want that? Paying what? Uh, peanuts? <laughs> Mate, I whip you into shape. I'll do it for free. There we go. <laughs> Some, we are in the end of August, beginning of September. What, what do we generally see setting goals at the end of the year, guys? What, what are realistic things that we would advise people to sort of be working towards? What's realistic out there? Fitness goals. There's a few competitions coming up. There's a hell week coming up at the mid to end of September to be confirmed. Obviously, games week as well. But any other thoughts about how to keep people and things they could be working towards from now until the end of the year? Mm-hmm. I'll jump in there straight away. Here we go. <laughs> this guy's got something. Um, Triple unders will come soon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, who knows what we're going to see in the Open next year. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it will come back to what people are training for. This is kind of a really cool time because now that the games is done and dusted, we kind of go through this little period where there's a lull and it's, it's what I would call an off-season for about a month. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone's focus shifts to yeah. the Open's coming back around. Yeah. How do we get fitter? How do we get better? And certainly that's what, there will be a slight change in, in our own programming here at the gym to start gearing people up towards that. So mm-hmm. hopefully we get to the stage where 
if people want to take the open seriously, they're thinking about it now. Yep. Not end of December where they think, shit, I've got six weeks, I need to get fitter because it's not going to happen. Open this year, it starts approximately when? Uh, it'll be February. End of Feb. End, end of Feb. Mid to end, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, you know, there'll be the inevitable people want to get into the gym, create some habits, lose some of the weight that they maybe gained over the holiday period. Scott. Yeah. Um, try try keep that shape uh get through Christmas and then you know it's it's obviously it's gonna be cooler here, so quite a lot of our members will want to be getting into uh the endurance side of things, I'm sure, with the running. Yep. Uh spending more time outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, ultimately it's just rather than looking at your short term plans for the next four weeks, mm. is what are you working towards the end of the year? what's going on next year. We always see, I know we talk about a lot as a group, is that people set these New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you waiting until the end of the year yeah. to be doing yeah. that? You exactly. should be doing that every single day. Yeah. 100%. Simon, one thing that you obviously work on with quite a few people is just whether it's a pull-up progression or yep. a little bit of technical work. So obviously we see a little bit of that. What, what are the things that you generally have people come to seek your advice and coaching on, mate? Um, I mean, from, from the questions that people have asked me and started working with me, it's, it might be a specific skill. Um, like I've got a few people that, you know, they wanted to get stronger in a specific, few specific lifts. Um, yep. so the Olympic lifts, yep. uh, and then there were the kind of the harder, more complex skills or being able to maybe get the first kipping pull up or being able to, they've never been upside down in a handstand. So I've helped a, a bunch of people out with that. Yep. Um, so a lot of that is just kind of the, those skills that just they need a bit more one-on-one attention. Yeah. Um, but then also just giving him that avenue is that, look, all we're going to do today is we're going we're gonna to warm you up properly and then we're going to see what your heaviest deadlift is. And we'll see how that goes. Right. And, and just really showing like, hey, when you go this heavy, you're going to need longer breaks so yep. you can fully commit to that lift. Um, but then also just saying, um, like just seeing where, how they that transitions into other movements. Yeah. Um, so I've been working... Um, um, with a bunch of the girls over here and um, they've been wanting to improve their cleans and their snatches and then we've been helping them out with better positions in the front squat right. or if you've got a stronger deadlift and it just gives them more confidence i'm like if i can pick you know 90 to 100 kilos i can de- i can most probably clean 50 to 60 because yeah, it just got that speed from the floor yeah uh, and then vice versa like um they're able to do you know, small amounts of pull-ups and, and the workouts in the main line. Yeah. Um, but it's just something that we just need to tweak and spend a bit more time on. And then just giving them that opportunity to um, create um, workouts for them where they're, they're doing the skills under a bit of fatigue, but they're sl- being able to slowly increase volume. Um, because what tends to happen at times is um, they'll, they'll maybe scale it too aggressively where they don't get exactly what they want out of the workout. Yeah. So just being able to have those, one, those conversations and spending the time with them to find, to give them the, the tools that they need so they can take it back to mainline and then they get more out of those classes. And that's why, it, obviously, I see you working with people mate, like maybe once a week or once mm-hmm. every two weeks. And yeah. I like what you said, slow it down a little bit. Most of your sessions come with a, with a free coffee. Yeah. You normally bring the client a coffee. Hey, and coffee chat. Coffee chat, whereas, I mean, most of Kobe's come with a free walk, so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, the walk comes with the coffee generally as well. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Do you let them have... Just, just for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe, similar sort of stuff, mate, taking people through progressions, working on, working on a couple of technical things or different game plan? 
Uh, different game plan. I really thoroughly enjoy the trans- walking. The tra- walking, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the transformation style clients. They want yeah. to get from point A to point B in three months, uh, 12 weeks, and it's essentially how can we get there? How can we kick these micro goals and achieve that to make the change you know the habits changes or whatever yeah. their behavior is and stuff like that and which will reflect into outside of the gym guys there St- we go starts with a walk starts, starts with a walk most of your sessions start with a walk yeah just good it's just easy is way it, to break the it, ice are we missing the secret it's just easy to break the ice isn't it no, that, that was my tactic with the coffee. No, I just think yeah. it's I, I just normally stick people on a machine, tell them not to speak to me for two or three minutes whilst I figure the session out. We rock and roll from there. Usually, just say let's let's get out of the gym. Yeah, let's go for a walk. Has anyone Should turned around and said, "Mate, what are we doing? I've come here to train." Yeah, that, I've had a couple. So I said, "All right, see those kettlebells. Fucking pick them up. Let's go." And then you've seen it, haven't you? Remember when we went with yeah. Nathan all around, yeah. all around oh. Olivera? He was getting a bit lippy one morning. He was. He was, and he's like, "Oh, we always walk." I said. Grab those. Where is he? He's back. He's back. <laughs> He's, uh, Mate, let's he came, stop, to, he let's came to one of my calling, sessions. Uh, Kobe's mates and clients out. Otherwise, he'll <laughs> He's, end up he's not going to have any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have to walk around with a bulletproof vest. Fellas, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. A bit of CrossFit Games closing out 2022 on a high. And also, obviously, as we start haircuts, thanks for your insights. As always, we'll get you guys back in a few weeks and see if anything that we said is actually coming to fruition. But, fellas, as always, thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank thanks. you.